This episode is sponsored by our friends at Fujifilm North America. Their X-Series digital cameras and lenses may just give you that creative edge you're looking for in your portraits and events. You'll find everything from 40 megapixel image quality to 40 frames per second bursts, plus unique in-camera film simulation modes and effortless usability. Click the link in the episode description to find the full range. There has never been a better time to invest in your passion, so make sure to click the link. Hey there, it's Nikki Klosser, and I want to let you know about an awesome free giveaway for people on our email list. If you haven't already, click the link in our podcast description or go to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up to get on the list. If you sign up, you'll get a free posing 101 PDF to jumpstart things. It's an epic PDF, so you'll definitely want to get this. Also, just by being in our email community, you'll get deals, sales, and information about any of our upcoming events and activities. So head over to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up and sign up today. You're listening to the Portrait System Podcast. My photography evolved over the years. It still has that Sue Bryce because she's my base, but it has a little Felicia Reed and it has a little of this and a little of that. And you just kind of make it you. This is the Portrait System Podcast, a show that helps portrait photographers and people hoping to become one navigate the world of photography, business, money, and so much more. We totally keep it real. We share stories about the incredible ups and the very difficult downs when running a photography business. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and the point of this podcast is for you to learn actionable steps that you can take to grow your own business and also to feel inspired and empowered by the stories you hear. Today's guest is Felicia Reed with Felicia Reed Photography, and she is definitely a force to be reckoned with. Felicia did not let these crazy times we're living in get her down, and she actually decided she was going to find a way to work through all of this to make her business even stronger. Felicia shares with us her networking strategies and how she uses her social media to keep her clients engaged with her. Felicia is funny and beautiful, and this was just such a motivating interview that I know you're going to love. Okay, let's get started with Felicia Reed. Hey, Felicia, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great. You're calling in from one of my favorite cities in the world, Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas, home of the Longhorns. Hook them. Not much into sports. <laughs> <laughs> I actually know that, even though I'm not into sports whatsoever. But when you live there, I feel like you have to know that. It's like you better know. A rite of passage. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so obviously you live in Texas. Now, before we get into your successful business now and everything that you do now, I would love to hear about how you got to where you are today. So I'm wondering if you would tell us a little bit about, like, have you always been a photographer? Did you do something before photography? And just kind of go from there. Okay, yeah. No, I have not always been a portrait photographer. No, I I was a mom with a camera. My, I have two children, one's 16, two boys, 16 and 22 now. So just like any mom, you pick up a camera and you want the best of the best, right? Oh, yeah. So it hasn't been very long that I've been a portrait photographer for probably since 2014. But before that, I did ultrasound. I was in the medical field. I did x-ray. Many of you probably have had an x-ray or know what an x-ray is. And I did ultrasound for the last 15 years before I quit my job in 2016. And so for 15 years, I worked full-time in diagnostic medical sonography. Many of you may have had, hey, you've had an ultrasound because you had a baby. Correct. I had lots of them. (laughs) And gallbladders 
pancreas, whatever, you name it. That's what I did. I worked in the hospital, but my main job was breast imaging. And that's whenever a patient would come in and they'd have a mammogram or something was wrong in the breast. And it was my job to diagnose their mass. Was it malignant or was it benign? And that, it's where my crossover, when I look back, that's where it kind of crossed over into the photography because I was empowering women that you're not your diagnosis, no matter what you were diagnosed with, you have this opportunity mm-hmm. to, you know, change or to move forward and think of it differently. And so breast imaging was kind of that catalyst of empowering women. And then it just kind of rolled over into my photography when I came across Sue Bryce, because we spoke the same language, just we were in different, you know, careers, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what I did in my previous life. Wow. And that chapter is closed, baby. It's closed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said you did it for 15 years. That's quite a long time. Yeah, 15 years. Yeah. What made you decide that you were done in the imaging world and it was time to do other imaging, <laughs> like to create different <laughs> types of photographs? Well, when I look back, I was working, I think it was about 2014 that I came across Sue Bryce, and I was just doing all of this on the side. It was my side hustle, so I didn't have to work as much because I only worked four days a week. And so I kind of had my craft down by 2016. So in 2016, in November, my sister, she passed away at 38, but at that time, wow. she was diagnosed with breast cancer. And I could not take off to because I was a specialist in breast imaging, and so they wouldn't let me off. So it It was like a double-edged sword. You're really good, but you can't leave because we don't have anybody to to help. And so I was like, I would come home crying all the time. My husband was like, just quit. So I actually quit to stay home so that I can take care of my son that at the time was in eighth grade and he was a terror. If anybody has teenagers, you will have teenagers (laughs) one day. And it is a whole nother level. And he needed my full attention. My sister needed my full attention. So I was to be, to be a stay-at-home mom. That didn't last very long, girl. <laughs> I was like, my husband was like, um, you need a curb you're spending. And I was like, um, who do you think you're talking to? Like, I am Felicia Reed. And so I had <laughs> nothing to lose and all to gain. And I had my craft down. You know, I knew how to shoot. I knew how to talk to people. I just didn't have the business part, like solid. And so right. then I... 2017, I hit the pavement and I went into business and I had nothing to lose. And so I was just going full force ahead. So that's kind of that catalyst and that driving force was I was able to stay home and I had a husband that supported me, but I also could take care of my family and also kind of pour everything I had into my portrait business. Wow. It's amazing sometimes what can come out of really hard times. You know, obviously your sister being sick and losing her, I mean, that's devastating. It is. You know, and teenage boys, I hear, are really hard. So, you know, Mm -hmm. even during those times, you were able to come out of it with, you know, something really, really great. You know, it's amazing how, how that can happen. Yes, indeed. Indeed. Yeah. So, okay. So, Obviously, you didn't just like pick up a camera or maybe you did just pick it up and all of a sudden you could like shoot. Like, how did you start learning? You know, how did you find people to shoot and where were you shooting? And, and, you know, prior to when you had the business part of it, when you said you knew how to shoot at that point. So, yeah, I found Sue Bryce through a meetup group years and years ago when I was trying to learn to take better pictures. I was taking going to meetup groups, you know, those little walkabout photography things. And so Mm -hmm. one time I was bored and I was like, I'm sick of shooting outside because, you know, it's hard here in Texas. And all of y'all's pictures are looking alike. And I really don't like all of these things, you know? 
And so someone was, I was like, what about me? Who's going to take a picture of me at the time I'm in my late 30s? And they're like, you're going to like Sue Bryce. So I found 28 days. <laughs> and I went through Creative Law and I just, I just sat down and every weekend I had my corner. I had my V-flats. I had a mirror for like six months. I would just sit in the mirror and coach myself through the posing. As she would move her body, I would move my body, you know, and that's kind of what I did in the very beginning. Yeah. And then I would just practice in my house. I only had two V-flats and my camera. I had a, at the time I had a, a, a crop censored camera. I forgot a 60D or something Canon. And that's all I would do. And it was just repetition. I wasn't forced to have to sell anything. I just wanted to take incredible pictures of my friends and my family. And I wanted to be inside. So that's kind of how it all started. No, it took me, it didn't take me long though. Because if you look at my work in 2014, I caught on pretty damn quick. <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, that's Boom. awesome. And my best of my best portrait work was when I wasn't forced to have to like create, I was just able just to create. Yeah. You know, I had already the groundwork on how to use a camera. I just, I was transitioning into portraiture. So it was a different world and learning mm -hmm. how to pose people that don't know how to pose and they're everyday women and make them look natural and not forced. Yeah. Well, and like you said, practicing and especially practicing those poses yourself, that can be really crucial. Yes. I think sometimes people think they're going to get it in one or two or three tries when it does. It takes a lot of practice. But if you can find the time to practice a couple times a week, it's going to come a lot faster than if you're like, oh, I only did one shoot a month or something like that. Yeah. I only work four days a week. So I was off Friday, Saturday and Sunday and I would just always shoot or practice on Fridays and Saturdays. And every, I mean, I meant every single week, there had to be somebody sitting here for me, whether it's my neighbor or if it was someone from work, I really didn't care. And I wasn't charging. I just needed to practice. So you can't be afraid. I just say this because people should not be afraid to just use whatever they have and, right. and get the, do the work. Yeah. And you said you were shooting in your house. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Can you tell me about that? Like where your space is? And I don't know if it's the same well, now. It's not the same now, but yeah, in my house for, I mean, up until this year, okay, we're talking 2014 to 2020, May of 2020. Okay. I've been shooting in my house. It all started in a corner. I had a big window. Again, I was watching Sue Bryce and that's what she showed us, you know? So I had a big window. I had a V flat. It literally was in a corner. I created so much in a corner. I made thousands of dollars in a corner. When people would come into my house, I had a dog in the summer. My kids were home, but they stayed upstairs. I mean, I just made it work and I wasn't ashamed. Sometimes I, I kind of, you know, like doubt would creep in or this craziness, like this is your house. How are you going to charge money? But I was kind of proud because when the people came in, I'd say, ta-da, this is where we're going to shoot. And they're like, I thought your space was so much bigger. I said, aren't you impressed? I could do all of this in a corner, you know? So right. I wasn't ashamed. I was, mm -hmm. I was just proud of this little space and how God has given me such a gift to create in such just a small space. Yeah. Isn't that so cool? I was the same. I know I've mentioned this before on other episodes, but just about how I had a crappy little corner. I mean, it was nothing. And when people would be like, oh my gosh, or even now, like the yeah. B flats that I shoot on are kind of beat up. Like I use my reflectors, like a big piece of, you know, styrofoam or like foam core that's exactly. like, all, like cracked and whatever. And people are like, oh, and I'm like, nothing but the fanciest here in my studio. And they kind of laugh and I'm like, yeah, you would never know in the photos, right? You know, because you just don't really need that much. Like you don't need the most expensive and the most new. And I have the same V-flats, girl, from 2014. 2014. Same. 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 Those yep. are my money makers, And I am proud of those little raggedy things. <laughs> 
Yeah. I, well, okay. When I look at your photos, though, the, to me, they don't look like V-flats. Like, girl, because I edit it so good. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. That's that's another good point. That's the same. Yes. But, like, when I look at your work, it's so beautiful. Not Thank only you. the expression and the posing, but you've almost got, like, a like a little bit of a fashion, almost like twist to your photos where some of your, yeah, it's, it's like you, you can tell that they are, they're not professional models. Like you have coached them into looking like a model. You yeah. can see that, but you do, you have a little bit of a fashion edge to your photos. I really like it. And it, like your backdrops to me look like they're these full, like ceiling to floor, drop down, roll out. You know what well, I mean? Well, kind of, sort of. Like now I do, my, my go-to thing is a white seamless paper. And that's where I shoot a lot of my black and whites. And I learned finally after like freaking five years what fall off light was. And now I know how to make that backdrop white, or that white backdrop gray. And so I do shoot more fashion-y. And I feel that photographers, in the beginning it looked you know, Sue Bryce is our mentor and it looks like her work and everything looks, but if you keep going, you'll start finding your voice. Like she tells us, you'll start finding your style. You'll see what resonates with you and more fashion is how I want to be photographed. And so I kind of just evolved. My photography evolved over the years. It still has that Sue Bryce because she's my base, but it has a little Felicia Reed and it has a little of this and a little of that. And you just kind of make it you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think sometimes people feel like, you know, in our Facebook group, in our Supervised Education members only group, they'll say things like, well, I know this isn't really Sue style, but and we're like, whoa, whoa, there yeah. doesn't, you don't have to shoot like Sue whatsoever to be part of this. There are so many different styles and so many, it's more of a business model. Yes. And of course, it's the basics of posing and that sort of thing, but it's, everyone has their own and can be their own. It doesn't have to be just like Sue all the time. Yeah, yeah. And so I like that. I'm very fashion-y and my clients, I have attracted exactly the client that is for me. And I don't know, it's just an attraction thing. And I really like the way it's going now. Real quick, you had mentioned fall off light. For people out there who might not understand what that is, would you just give a brief summary? Oh my God, it's like heaven. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the light is not directly on the model or your client. It's like the client, the light is going across them and they're only getting that edge light that is kind of like coming off of your actual light. So if most of the time I'm photographing, I'm looking straight on at my client. My light is nowhere near them. It is coming across as if you draw a line straight across and there's a beam of light coming across in front Mm -hmm. of them, not on them. That is fall off light. The further they get back from the light, the darker it is, the closer they get to the edge of your lighting or your modifier, the more brighter it is. So you just have to play around and I have to play around with those angles to get the shadows that I need. Perfect. I hope that helps. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Now, tell people, tell us about your lighting. What do you use? Are you using studio lights? Yes, now, and I moved into a studio, and it doesn't have this gorgeous window light like I had in my home, and so I really have to replicate or duplicate that natural light look, but that's when I wanted to use it, natural light, but right now, I just use a pro photo. I've had them for years. And so I use a Profoto B1. I have Profoto B2. My go-to modifier is a five-foot Octabox. I've just used that all the time. And I either use a bounce card on the other side or I don't do much of anything. That is my go-to light source, a B1 with a five-foot Octabox. And now in order to replicate, get this, I can replicate natural light by pointing two lights into the ceiling behind me. 
and it just fills up nice. the whole room. And I was like, oh, <laughs> like, where has I this been? It. And so now I think I posted in the Subrice group my selfie from Sunday, and that was me. It looks natural light, but it was like that two strobes I pointed into the ceiling, and it just so rained awesome. down this God light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very, very cool. Now, you mentioned that you shot into your home up until May of this year, 2020. So what prompted you to get a studio? COVID. Yeah, <laughs> like- I, I knew I knew the answer on this because you were on our if, – if you haven't listened to our – one of our back to work bonus podcast episodes, Felicia was on that sharing how she survived her business and has grown her business through this whole COVID experience. But okay, so COVID prompted you to get a new studio. Well, I was just in my house and another photographer friend that's my neighbor, she was like, Felicia, you got to get out. I got to, my landlord is renting out a space, come check it out. And it was perfect. I cry. I thank God every day. It is so perfect. I'm having to learn though, how to use my lighting because again, I don't have natural light. So I have to totally learn, but sometimes God puts you in those situations where you're forced to learn. I didn't want to, I didn't really want to deal with all this lighting, but now I'm forced to really evolve and try new things to get, you know, that natural light look that I like sometimes. People have said that, like, I don't necessarily want to learn about studio lighting, but when you're faced with it, it sounds like it is one of the biggest gifts. Like, yes, now I know studio lighting. (laughs) Like, You become more confident that you, sometimes I was scared when someone wanted to hire me and they wanted me to do something outside of my home in their own space. I was Uh like, "Uh -uh uh-uh-uh. Because I knew without a doubt, I was going to reproduce my work right here. I don't know anything about their space. I didn't, but now... I've been forced to learn how to bounce light, studio lighting, and how to replicate the look that I need. My photography is going to continue to evolve, especially when it comes to the personal branding, because it's just not going to look like that natural light anymore. It's going to be more strobe, but I like where it's going. So I was just forced to evolve and to learn something new, which is okay with me because we have to. We can't stay stagnant. We got to keep learning. We got to keep evolving. You just never know. God is preparing you for some incredible job in the future that you just don't know is coming. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. So how did you find your studio? Another photographer. I network a lot and I know a lot of photographers and, and I'm friends with everybody. And so she was just like, Felicia, you need to come over here. My landlord has a great space back here. Come check it out. And I was like, why did you help me? I was like, why? (laughs) And she goes, Felicia, because you just give, give, give so much to me. And this is the best way I know in return. And I know you would love this space and it would be perfect for your photography. Oh, that's awesome. Very, very cool. And then do you share it? No. Oh, it's just yours. It's all mine. It's like Sweet. a three bedroom. And but she is on the back side. My photographer friend is on is my neighbor or on the front side. I'm on the back side. But it's absolutely stunning. I, cool. I'm just so blessed. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Now you said that you do a lot of networking. And from what I know about you, you get a lot of clients that way. So maybe you could tell people about your networking, how you do it, how it helps your business. Girl. Networking is my jam. Technology is my kryptonite, right? We talked about this. (laughs) I feel you so much there. Yep. 
I love networking. Maybe it's because I'm a people person. I don't know. But networking, what I did, whenever, remember, I quit my job in 2016, I said I needed to go into this business. I read a book, How to Win Friends and How to Influence People. And then I read another book by Brian Tracy that Sue Bryce recommended we read, I think. Mm -hmm. I read this book. And he said in that book, from this point on, you need to meet 100 people and tell them about what you do. So that was in January 2017. And he says, by the time you get to that 100th person, you will be making money. No doubt. I started with meetup.com because I remember meetup.com is how I found photography groups to learn more about my camera. So why can't I find other like-minded business people in meetup.com? It's free. I went to meetup.com. I looked for all women business owners, you know, business networks, mm -hmm. everything. I went to everything. Mind you, I wasn't shooting as much. So when I wasn't shooting, I was networking. And so I started with meetup.com. Before you know it, I ended up in BNI by July of 2017. By 2020 this year, I started my own networking group here in a local, like affluent area. And I just meet people and I serve. The key to networking, this is the key, y'all is not to ask for anything, but how can you serve them? And serving doesn't mean you have to buy their thing. There's no way. All the thousands of people I know, I'd be broke. It's how do I give them information? Maybe an incredible book that I read or asking them, how can I help you when you're meeting them one-to-one? -one? Or you're listening to them tell a story and you say, it sounds like you need an incredible bookkeeper. I have an incredible bookkeeper. Mm -hmm. It sounds like you need to be in this networking group. How about I refer you over here? It sounds like you need a cook to help you with your crazy family. It's just serving people. And the more that I served, the more I was receiving. The more I gave information or helped someone, the more I was receiving. So that's what networking to me is about. I don't go into it with the mentality that I'm going to get something immediately. It took years. I mean, 2020 is my harvest. That's why people are like, you're just, you're thriving in 2020. I'm like, oh baby, all the groundwork <laughs> I laid from 2017 to 2019 was just me going in and making, my goal was that I could step into a room and everybody already knew my name, even if I didn't know them, mm -hmm. you know? And so that's my key. You have this like magnetic personality. You really do. And, and for people who aren't as comfortable in networking, I love what you said about, it's about serving them. It's not about you. If you go to a networking meeting, hoping like trying to sell yourself, that's when I feel like it becomes, you get anxious and nervous and the pressure's on and that sort of thing, where if you go into it thinking, I'm going to compliment someone today and I'm going to give someone a resource today. Yeah. It just makes yep. it so much easier and less pressure, you know? Yes, 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 indeed, yeah. it does. And that's a key to it. Yep, networking can truly, truly elevate your business and change your business. And I know it, it clearly it did for you and it did for me as well. I mean, as far as marketing goes, going to those groups is, is what truly changed my business. And I know that most people would say, well, Felicia, I'm an introvert, and it's hard. And I'm like, it is so easy for an introvert because you're listeners. Mm -hmm. And introverts, mm -hmm. people want to talk about themselves. So it's easy to say, hey, Nikki, what do you do? Yep. You know? Yep. And then you just go to town and I'm like, I am absorbing everything that you're saying. And you know what I mean? And so that's really easy. Or also, I always advise people back in the day when outside was open and we were actually going places, I was like, take your networking wife. 
I only say networking wife because I go to most women groups. And so take a networking buddy or what do mm-hmm. they call it? A yep. wingman. Yep. And yep. that person. So if me and you were going networking, Nikki, I'd go over here in this group and I'd be like, hey, have you heard of my friend Nikki? She's an incredible photographer. Have you seen her work? I'd be like talking you up over here where you don't even have to talk about yourself. Oh, That's Felicia. what a networking wife does. That's so brilliant. Boom. I love that. That's so brilliant. Bring Boom. a damn wingman or wingwoman with you. Wingwoman. I love yes. it. And they can talk about your business. Yes. That's what introverts must do. Yeah. And you know, you could even look for someone if you don't have anyone to take with you. I'm thinking you could go to a meeting and look for someone who, you know, does something obviously different than what you do. And you could, you know, see if you could find someone that is interesting to you that maybe you could buddy up with like, hey, do you want to help each other out? I mean, you could just pick someone. All the time. Yeah. That's the whole point this. while they're there. They're there because they want to meet people just like you. And also the key is when you go networking, you're not there to meet everybody. All you need to do is meet one, change one person, meet one person, you know, and genuinely you're going to be attracted to them. There's just going to be an energy. It's just going to come natural. And you're just going to meet that one person. That's all you need. Have a coffee date afterwards. Hey, hey, Nikki, it was so great chatting with you. I love this networking group. Hey, you want to have coffee next week? I'd love to know more about your business. Always. I'd love to know more about your business. I'd love to know how can I help you? What kind of clients can I refer to you? Oh my God, they would be your friend for life, period. Totally, totally. It's Y'all so can great. pay me later. So pay me later. great. Oh, <laughs> I love it. Okay, so now one thing we haven't talked about yet is what do you mostly shoot? And you know, what's your like love and, and what don't you shoot? Let's start with what I don't shoot. <laughs> I don't really shoot babies, events, weddings, rarely outdoors, ever, ever. I mean, like 99%, I do not shoot outdoors. I don't shoot really little kids if they don't mind me and they don't want to listen to me. I I will tell a client in a heartbeat, I'm not good with kids. Like, no, I don't shoot pets. Mm -hmm. Uh -uh. Rarely. I mean, sometimes if it's a, a rare occasion. So my main is beauty and boudoir. Those are the two. Those are my main things. And then I I have a whole category for personal branding because, again, I'm networking like a a psycho and everybody's like, oh, you're a photographer. You do headshots. And I'm like, oh, I do the Felicia Reed headshot. Yeah. yeah. And then I have a whole men's series because I love photographing men and I have a whole category for men just so that they don't have to sift through all the women's stuff. And they can actually see because I shot a book cover for a gentleman a couple of weeks ago and the book is already out. So I wouldn't want him to sift through all the beauty stuff. I'm like, okay. Go through my men's gallery and tell me what poses you like. Yeah, that's super smart. And I remember you mentioned this to me before when we were chatting. And I'm like, that is freaking brilliant. Because I'll have guys reach out to me and be like, do you photograph men? And I'm like, damn, that's on me that they (laughs) they have to even ask me that. Like, clearly, I'm not making it apparent that I do. So how many men have looked at my portfolio and thought, oh, shouldn't even shoot men, and then moved on to the next photographers? I think that's so smart. Yeah, show what you want to sell. Yep, yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. I want more men and maternity. Maternity is a big one, but that kind of goes into the beauty, I guess. It's yeah, more, yeah. it's more like maternity, but slash boudoir. It's all like in one. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and then tell me about how does your pricing structure work? Do you have a session fee? Do you have packages? You do a la carte, all that good stuff. Yeah, so I have a $675 session fee that has a a credit built in. So I tell my clients, you know, after I explain everything, this is how much it costs. It's $675 to book your session. You'll get hair, makeup, photo shoot, um, 
I do an in-person, I mean, not in-person anymore, but a wardrobe consultation over Zoom. And then I do my reveals over Zoom and I tell them all that's included and they have $400 to spend towards a package. And my packages start at $2,000. So I have $2,000, $3,400, $4,500, and a $6,000. But I think once it gets past $4,500, it's more a la carte because I sell more wall art these days. Okay. And so they're buying a little bit of a folio box or a little bit of an album and then a wall art series because I'm always talking about what's going to go on the wall. How are we going to yeah. you know, display this portrait on their wall? So coming in, if I want to book a photo shoot with you, I'm going to pay six seventy five up front, but then I'm going to pay an extra at least sixteen hundred for a package because four hundred of that credit is going towards the two thousand. Yes, yes, cool. And how many digitals comes with that, or do you do digitals? And tell me about that. I do. Yeah. So anything that they purchase, they have the corresponding digital to go with it. And so, like my bottom package is six images. For 2000 3400 is 12 4500 is 24 It's my most popular package. And then the top package is 6000 and it's like 30 images plus a standard wall art piece that's probably about a 24 by 36. Okay, so what kind of wall art do you do? I sell the Graphy wall art collections. And okay. so they're usually, because most of my wall art is more for the boudoir and the maternity. Mm-hmm. And so it's more like a collection of four in some kind of configuration. And Graphy has a really cool template they have on there. I think they're called the Steve Saparito templates. And you can go on there and you can create them. Most of my wall art is acrylic. Most of the majority. And then I have a different, I use Jonathan Penny for my framed wall art. It's really cool. You just uploaded your picture and you can actually view it with the client online and go through the different frames. If it's a beauty, you Mm -hmm. know, and they want something of their family or if it's a guy and they want something, you know, legacy portrait on their wall. But most of the majority is graphy. Yeah, very cool. And, And they have such beautiful, beautiful products for sure. Luxurious. Now... Is it the same for personal branding? So, you know, can people do a digital only with personal branding or do they have that same entry price point? Same entry price point and it can just be digitals if they want to. I mean, it's just, I tell them it's the same price. Like, for example, today I had a $2,165 personal branding session and she had paid the session fee and plus that was her sale and it was eight digitals. Always give them a little bit more. I don't stick to that six. Always give wiggle room. Yeah, I do All right, that's the key. Give a little bit of wiggle Mm -hmm. room. It's like, hey girl, I'm gonna give you two more. I love you. (laughs) <laughs> yep, yep. It makes them feel special. You know, it's yes, like, they're yes. like, oh, thank you. <laughs> Although sometimes I, I kick myself. I try not to for the smallest pack, if they only buy the smallest package for me. But when they're getting up to the middle one, and of course, with the biggest one, sometimes I'm like, man, I should just use this to upsell because, you know, like, oh, yeah. you can't decide. You, you don't really want to let go of those other three. I should be upselling. And every so often, I'll be yeah. like, oh, you can just have them. And I, then I kick myself. But oh, oh well, know. you know, oftentimes those clients, you know, they're the returning clients or they're going to refer me or so, you know, it works out. But yeah. Now tell me about the Felicia Reed experience. So, you know, I book a shoot and then I come to your studio and what happens? So the experience happens a lot before you even get to the photo shoot because it's going to happen on Zoom. We're going to do the wardrobe consultation, design consultation, and that's where I create a vision board for them. I create a Pinterest board. I use Pinterest. It's easy. I create that for every single client. I feel sorry for anybody that follows me on Pinterest because every client is mapped out on Pinterest. (laughs) 
And so we know what they're going to wear and what poses because I have to meet them in advance so I know kind of how their body moves. And so I've created the posing guide and the wardrobe guide, the hair and makeup inspiration. They come in on the day of the photo shoot now. And because we're in COVID, things are a lot different. So I'm wearing a mask. The makeup hair and makeup artist is wearing a mask. And the client wears a mask until she gets everything done and has to take it off. And so they get their hair and makeup done. We always have music. I mean, Felicia Reed experience, there has to be dancing and music constantly. And so we're doing all of that. And then it starts about 9.30 or 10 o'clock is my photo shoot time. And it goes till 2. It's a long day, but they get as many wardrobe changes as they want. I don't want to overwhelm them. So I say 3 to 5 for minimum, but they can change as many times as they want. And I'm just coaching them through all the posing. I'm changing 50 million backdrops. I don't care. We've already mapped it out. And so... So we just kind of map out the backdrop with the wardrobe. And then I kind of do everything I need to do on a black and then everything I need to do on the white and we keep moving. And then after the photo shoot is over with, I always ask the clients, go in your car because you are really excited. Take out your (laughs) phone and I need you to do a little video and I need you to tell the people how scared you were, you know, how you felt in the beginning and now how you felt after the photo shoot and post it online for me. (laughs) So they always do that. They post it on Instagram or I have them in a private Facebook group. And it's a great testimonial and it gets them hyped up. And I try to do a reveal within three to seven days. I mean, it's fast, sometimes the next day. And I just do a digital reveal and I tell them, hey, I'm going to cull down all your images and then we're just going to have the creme de la creme left. And you're just going to I don't know. You better take out a loan. I prepare them. <laughs> like You better take out a loan because this is really good, girl. And tell your husband or whoever's going to be there making the financial decisions with you to be there and be ready. And we just do everything on Zoom. I play the video before the reveal. I create an Animoto video and to take them back through the day so they can remember. And then we just go through the whole thing oh, on Lightroom. So and smart. I just rate everything. Yeah, yeah, I rate everything on Lightroom. Yeah. I love it. And I love that you have them do that video in the car, like afterwards. Yeah. So great. So smart. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Very, very cool. Okay. So you seem to be such a positive, upbeat person. Has there ever been a time, Felicia, when you're like, okay, things are really hard right now? (laughs) Or like, I'm struggling (laughs) right now? Like, do you ever Uh experience that? All the time. Not here recently. It's crazy, but. A lot I have, but again, I have trained myself over the years. I'm just going to say, when you start something, you're going to fail. There's always going to be failure. Just be prepared. If it was easy, everybody would do it, right? So there's times where I struggle and I struggle and I'm like the client back in the day, clients aren't coming in. When am I really going to book out? Why is nobody calling me? You know, all of these things, or maybe clients aren't paying me, or maybe it was a, I had a string of no sales back in the day, you know, and I would really get discouraged. But the the key for me is for me, I'm a Christian and I stay in the word and I'm just constantly doing devotion. I'm filling myself with motivational things constantly. And I go back to the super Bryce fear talks, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. when I get down, I swear to God, Sue Bryce all the way, just listen to her because that's why I started. And sometimes we get so caught up in ourselves when it's not about us, it's about the client, you know, and I have to remember, it's not about me. It's not about my feeling. Where did I go wrong? If something is wrong, where did I go wrong? How do I fix it? How can I make sure this doesn't happen again? So it's that self-talk. It's also having an accountability partners that can, you know, you can kind of call on 
and they can kind of like talk you through it. Let's 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 be solution focused, right? How can we fix this? And I think that's a part of growing as a business person, as an entrepreneur, is we're going to have these things. But if you want to be in this for the long run, you're going to have to develop some thick skin, and you're going to have to really have some serious self worth and and good value and good character and good everything. Good positivity around you. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And you yep. and I got to remind myself not to talk about what's the bad thing that's happening. The more I talk about the bad things that are happening to me, I'm drawing it to me. So mm-hmm. I have to always mm-hmm. manifest what I want. I mm-hmm. want incredible clients that are coming to me. I want clients that are spending $5,500 each. I want five clients a month spending, you know, $5,500. I want a $25,000 a month. You know, I have incredible clients. I mean, just repeating over and over what you want, not what you don't want is what helps me. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, I hear this from member after member after member who will say things like, it wasn't until... I focus on the self-value. It wasn't until I did the the personal work. It mm-hmm. wasn't until I learned how to create goals, like really create goals and be yeah. able to envision that and ha- gain the confidence to achieve those. That's when their business started thriving. And yes. that I think is comp- not only is Sue, you know, with her superpower being like posing and teaching like, you know, just everything that she teaches, marketing and lighting and everything, but it's it's that like that confidence piece, that that value piece and everything that is such a superpower yes. that she has that is like I go back to it too yeah. all the time. All the time. All the time you have to. And the cool thing too is once you learn it and once you get it, when we have a slip backwards, we know what to do. And it comes quick. We get out of it quick. Totally, yeah. Totally. Totally. Our recovery. Yes. Right? It's like our recovery is quicker. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> we don't stay down in the dumps too long. Yeah. Yep. Like I'm allowed to have a pity party for 24 hours mm-hmm. and then I'm back on it. You know, it's like I'm good to go again because, you know, of course we need to acknowledge how we're feeling and that, oh, we had a bum day or a bad shoot or a tricky client or yeah. I didn't book anyone this week or whatever. But it's like, okay. You know, moving forward. Yep. You know, yeah. It's important. That is the key. Yeah. Well, you're just such a, you know, an integral, like, part of Sue Bryce Education as far as being in the Facebook group and encouraging everyone and posting so much. So we really appreciate that. We really, you you know, we see that and we notice it. And on top of just your, your work being great. And I know you pay it forward with like the knowledge you've learned in the group and everything. So we really, yes. we you know, we really appreciate that from you. Your work is beautiful. You're obviously very successful. Yes. And yeah, I'm just, I'm really proud of you. Well, thank you. It means a lot. And I know that Sue Bryce platform, there's so many new people coming on constantly. And I just like to post my success stories. You know, I'm like, well, I know it's a place where we can kind of soundboard our problems. But again, I'm like, I was having these problems, but look, keep going, you know, like keep going, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, like Nemo. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like- yeah, no, it's true. Just keep swimming. I mean, truly, that is, it's super important. Just keep you going. You have to keep going. There's going to be ups, there's going to be downs. And it's been six years. And that's the thing mm-hmm. is like realizing people sometimes see me or some of the more successful ones, but they're seeing the tip of the iceberg, like my work was put in like six years ago. Like, you know, like we can't compare, what did they say? What is it saying? You can't compare one year to 20 years or whatever, something, (laughs) whatever. Right. You know, no, you're right. Yeah. Some people it's taken years and yeah, just keep going and stay in the group. Whoever's in the group, whoever's listening, stay in the group. It's just so content rich and there's so many people to help you. I mean, 
I live in that freaking group since like 2014. <laughs> and sometimes I, when you get so busy, there are times that I'm just so busy. I really don't have time. I, I barely have the time to post on Instagram because the busier you become, the more successful you become. You just kind of have to time yourself on social media. But I try to show up and pop in again. Yeah. As much mm-hmm, as I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate you sharing everything. And I have a couple other questions for you that I always ask guests at the end of each episode. Okay. So the first one is, what's something you can't live without when you're doing a photo shoot? What can I live without doing a photo shoot? I can't live without music. Oh, yeah. I got I to gotta, I gotta have some upbeat. I mean, it's like right before the fight, you know, when the fighters are come out, the boxing, and they got that hyped up music going. That's me. <laughs> I, can't, I cannot do a photo shoot silent. I cannot start it off silent. My clients, I ask them what they want to listen to. And then I'm like, but by the time it's time for me to shoot, it's on Felicia Reed. I don't know, Beyonce or something. I don't know. I love it. I love it. Oh my gosh. I would be your worst client because I like cannot dance. I mean, I can, but I just don't, you know, I look you don't, ridiculous I'll dance doing for it. You. You, don't have to, you don't have to. I'll do it all for you, girl. I'm quite entertaining. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Number two is how do you spend your time when you aren't working? I am stuck to my husband like glue. Aww. I don't think he likes that, but I love it. <laughs> I just spend as much time dancing. We have music playing. I'm quite self-entertaining, and I'm always with my husband when I'm not shooting, and that's usually at night yeah. or on the weekends. I don't shoot on the weekends rarely. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I don't either. When people are like, when's your next Saturday opening? I'm like, uh, never. <laughs> yeah, that Not was happening. back in the day. That was back in the day, y'all. You can shoot on the weekends until you get comfortable, then you tell them no. Right, right. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Okay, number three, what's your favorite inspirational quote? Ah, uh, I tell my kids all the time the best way to predict the future is for you to create it. And I have totally created it. Ooh. I am creating it. Yeah. The best way to predict the future is for you to create it. That's so powerful. And I love that you do that to your say that to your kids. It's right on my refrigerator. It's in my kitchen right there. I love it. I love it. Do you know who said it or is it something that you just kind of made up? I don't know who said it, but it's good. I'll figure it out. Yeah, it's very good. <laughs> I love it. Okay, number four, what would you say to people who are just getting started? Just getting started with just photography or selling? Because those are two different things. Whichever one you want. I would say that you need to do some self-work, period. Because if you do not value yourself and you don't realize how worthy you are, you will never be successful in business. No matter what it is, if you're selling photography, if you're selling cars, I don't care what you're selling, you have to do the self-work. You have to do the self-value. You have to be uh, cognitive of what you're letting inside of your brain, what you're allowing in, what you're hearing, what you're seeing, and just like infuse yourself with so much of whatever Sue Bryce has for her value and self-work outside. I listen to the books like Power and The Secret mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and Subconscious Thinking. It all comes from within your success comes from the work that you do for yourself to value yourself. I know that was a little long. No, that was perfect. That was perfect and great, great, great advice. It is all of that self-work is crucial. It it truly is. So I'm really glad you said that. Mm -hmm. You could be the best photographer and then they won't be able to sell anything because they haven't done all that other stuff. Yeah, exactly. Okay, number five, where can we find you if people are looking for you online, Felicia? 
Y'all can follow me on Instagram. That's where I live. That's my social media home, Felicia Reed Photography on Instagram. I'm also on Facebook, Felicia Reed Photography. I probably post there about three times a month. My website is my name, Felicia Reed, R-E-E-D.com. And Pinterest, Felicia Reed Photography. You will love all my Pinterest boards. Very cool. Keeping it simple. I love it. Yes. Well, thank you again, Felicia, and I will see you in our Facebook group, I'm sure, very soon. Yes, 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 <laughs> you will. I'll find that quote and figure out who said it, and I'll post it in there for y'all. Perfect. I love it. All right. Thanks again. You're welcome. Thank you so much for listening today to the Portrait System Podcast. If you like what you heard, we would really love for you to leave us a five-star review, either on iTunes or wherever you're listening. And I really, really want to encourage you to head over to SueBriceEducation.com. Over there, you can find all of the education you need to become a successful photographer. It's only $35, and there are over 1,000 on-demand educational videos on things like posing, lighting, styling, retouching, shooting, marketing, sales, business, and self-value. There's also the 12-week startup program that I love. And there are posing downloads, lighting downloads. I mean, truly everything to help make you not only a better photographer, but to make you more money. Once again, that's SueBriceEducation.com.